a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's editorial director, Katja Vaktel, and the host of this brief guide to Melbourne. Anthony Femia is the owner of Paran Markets Maker and Munger, and he's one of the city's most knowledgeable and, I think, fun cheese connoisseurs. His self-coined Chapel of Cheese first opened at the market in 2015 as a food cart and then it became a permanent, much larger stall in 2019. And it's now one of the city's most influential cheesemongers. It's impossible if you've been to go past Anthony's seven metre long cheese cabinet without hovering and then tasting and then probably walking away with a lot more cheese than you intended. And then on the other side of that cabinet is his cheese toasties grilled cheese toasties, which I'd argue are the city's best. Anthony joins us today to chat all about cheese and an excellent series he's got coming up that focus on those cheese toasties. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you very much for having me. Before we get into Maker and Munger and yourself, there's been somewhat of a cheese controversy going on in the media recently. And the fact that you're here today, we can't, we can't not talk about it. So There was a story on New York Magazine's Grub Street, their food vertical, recently, and the headline was a big, fat blob of boring. The subhead was, it's time to cool it with all these balls of burrata. (laughs) The writer argued that burrata itself is not bad, but it's predictable, and she kind of talked about it in the same vein as, you know, a very nice house bread with butter, or a raw bar tower, and the fact that burrata's become serviceable, but unsurprising. I'm guessing you've got some thoughts on this. Plenty of thoughts on this. Look, in a way, there's certain parts of that argument that are right, Uh, like that TikTok phenomenon of the texture of burrata. That there, yeah, that is getting boring because people are putting it on things that burrata shouldn't go on and they just want that ooze factor for the likes. And So what's something it shouldn't go on? It shouldn't go on the middle of a pizza because then that becomes, who wants soggy bottom pizza? Even how hungover you are or on a date to impress, soggy bottom pizzas, when you try and lift it, it just goes everywhere. So for me, you think about what's in a burrata. It's this pure, delicious cream. You've got chopped up mozzarella and then you've got that encasing of mozzarella. And if it's fresh, like if it's air freighted from Puglia of Italy or if it's made from people like Floridia or that Samore and you're getting it within a week of make, you get sweetness, you get texture, not just that ooze. So roasted veggies like beetroots right now, aged balsamic vinegar, a little bit of salt and a burrata is magical because that texture lifts and also the fat masks certain bitterness of your veggies. It brings out the sweetness of the beetroot, the sweetness of the balsamic, and it it just works in harmony. And for me, like even in uh, winter with citrus fruits, fennel, little fennel uh, prongs, parsley, they lift burrata and I love it. Like I, if I have a house party, I'll, I'll cut the burrata in the kitchen because I don't want people to focus on that wow factor of the ooze. It's about the wow factor of flavour. So for you, the idea that big fat blob of boring yeah. is absolutely untrue. Untrue. Like, Look, step away from burrata and tomato. Like, let's move on from caprese salads. Like, I see it happen all year round. Do it in summer. Do it late summer when the heirloom tomatoes kick in. Like, at the moment, with the way our weather patterns are going, late January right through to March, April, tomatoes are perfect. Forget the hydroponics in winter because they're powdery 
So yeah, big blob, boring there, but that's when you use that big blob of deliciousness with your other veggies, your sweet potato, like caramelizing sweet potatoes and chorizo in an oven and then cracking open a burrata on top of that is, like I want to use swear words, but you can't. It's amazing. You can if you want. It's like F-bomb amazing. Like it's delicious. And burrata, like even just the interior, taking that and just mixing that through a risotto at the end. So just doing like a seafood risotto with prawns. You can do saffron if you like, or you can do fennel pollen. And instead of finishing it with butter and parmesan to do your little whip like that, to bind everything, do your butter and burrata instead. And then pull out like a Riesling or a, a Suave from the north of Italy, any of those type of acidic, delicious saline style wines just lift the magic of the sweetness of burrata. Like, well, if yeah. if burrata needs a lobbyist, yeah, I'll tell them to come to you. Hundred percent. That is incredibly convincing. Like every three weeks, we get our air freight from Italy, and and we love nothing better than to crack open a container and eat it like an apple. And we put it on our Instagram and, and we always have a chef come past at that time. And, and we love doing that. Like we love going, hey, eat this like an apple. And they're like, oh, it's going to drip everywhere. It's like, no, this is delicious. Now that's a great segue because the cabinet, the cabinet at Maker and Munger is filled with cheeses that are the best local mm-hmm. cheeses, but also you are doing a lot of air freighting in from France and Italy. Yeah. What's in your cheese cabinet right now that you're really excited about? Ooh. Like picking a favorite child, if I had. <laughs> I'll let you pick. Right. Three. Yeah. Okay. Three. Right now, there's this Pont Levesque. So, Pont Levesque's a traditional wash rind cheese from Normandy. Uh, so, Pont Levesque means Old Bridge. And it was made during the, um, uh, the medieval ages uh, from monks. And what this one is, why it's so special, it's, it's been macerated in milk to remove the rind. And then they dunk it in Calvados, which is the apple brandy of that region of Normandy, and then breadcrumbed. And that cheese, when baked, so 150 degrees at about 10, 15 minutes, crisps up all that bread, all that crumbs into this crunchy texture. And then you've got this cheese, it's not oozing, it's just melted softly. And Pont Levesque being a wash rind, it's meaty, beef broth, umami flavors. The rind has dissipated through the maceration in the milk, so there's no bitterness. So it's all like, if that's your tongue, it's all middle flavor. And then you've got the front of your tongue, Calvados sweetness, and then the crunch. And then you just do that. Like I've seen customers send me photos of putting that on the middle of their plate, doing all their little veggies around it, and then using that like a little fondue. Like that is phenomenal. Other cheese that's exciting at the moment is the Tom Fleur because it's winter. People want more savory flavors. That's a French cheese? Yeah. So it's a semi-hard or alpine cheese made in Germany and all these different cheesemongers from around France that have that red, white and blue collar, the moth, they buy it super young. They take it back to their maturation facility and they put their version of different alpine flowers and herbs on it. And the one that we get from Loire Valley from Rodolphe Lemonnier, who's a moth, he puts majority fenugreek on there. So you get that Moorish fenugreek flavor plus the alpine sweet nutty flavors. And it's like eating a steak. Like, so for vegetarians who don't mind a little bit of animal rennet in their cheese or uh, go go for that as your steak option, it's stunning. Or even just shaving it on steak like Gary's. I've got a great relationship with Gary's meats. Like we barter. So I win because I get dry-aged steak. He thinks he wins because he gets epic cheeses, but I really win. And I hope he doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, but I love to shave that 
Tom Fleur on the steak when I flipped it, let it melt through, and the flavor is just like I love big umami. Like I, I need that when you're tasting cheese every day. You need that mid palate fat and umami sensation to know, okay, that's bloody exciting. And then the third product I've got, it's not a cheese, it's the cream. That cream of pus from Normandy. It's that forty eight percent fat cream fraction. Is this the one? So I. I spend quite a bit of time in Cran Market. I spend <laughs> quite a bit of time hovering around Maker and Munger. Yeah. Now this is this is the one that I tasted with you. This is a, a life changing cream. Yeah. So normal cream fraiche that you get from Italy, uh, so from from France, it's around that sort of twenty eight percent fat mark, and it feels quite light on the palate. This one is that first skimming of that rich Normandy cow milk, and it's essentially forty eight to fifty two percent fat. And it's uh, 18 degree cultured for three days with indigenous cultures, which just adds that beautiful bacteria and acidity to the cream. So it feels light. It doesn't coat the tongue. It's not like thickened cream or double cream here that's had added gum or um, uh, gelatine to it to give you that film on the tongue. It's just super clean. It's so good. And it's taken Melbourne's chefs by storm, like Gimlet uses it on their tarts and in their seafood dishes. Rain LaRue, who just opened, they're now using that with their caviar and also as their little quenelle next to their chocolate tart. And it's just mind-boggling good. Like we, we did it at our fondue night the other night with meringues. Uh, so if you ever go to the town of Gruyere in Switzerland, which is like a medieval town like Siena in Italy where it's got that beautiful um, brick wall sort of encasing, you go to the cafe and they just literally bring you out meringues plain and a tub of cream of pass and you just go to town and we did that fondue night and everybody just i think half the people love that more than the the fondue and i was like fondue fondue but yeah cream's good anthony's just given you all the (laughs) easiest but most impressive dessert for any dinner party that you are having it i I, you're much better at describing the, the dairy <laughs> than I am, but this thing was pretty special and I'm a cream fan. This was something I didn't stop thinking about yeah, for was, some time afterwards. Like, there's no bitterness on the back of the palate, so you know that that cream has been transported perfectly. Like if there's been no shattering of the fat particles to create those bitter characters, it wasn't off, it's not oxidised, it's just cream heaven. Cream heaven. Cream heaven. Let's talk about the grilled cheese toasty series you're about to yeah. do. We are sitting here with what looks like baseball cards, yeah. but for Melbourne's <laughs> top chefs, we've got Dave Vahul, we've got Shannon Martinez. I mean, we've got you sitting there as well on the blue. And we've Tell got us. George and Jesus. <laughs> George and Jesus, otherwise known as Tom Serafian. Yeah. Tell us about this toasty series. Every year we used to do a. Um, a grilled cheese-a-thon or a grilled cheese competition at Maker, uh, Maker and Munger and Pram Market, like just chefs that come and love what we do, fighting against each other in a positive way, like the barista um, battles. And during COVID, that all stopped. So I wanted to do a celebration. Like We had a, a hard three years during COVID where we weren't allowed to do toasties. We had to just do retail or takeaway and Everything's come back this year, super excited customers who have been addicted to toasties for seven, eight years, eating the same one every week. Like you try and recommend something else other than the All-American to this guy named Jason who comes four days a week, he'll bite your hand off. So I'm kind of like Jason. I want the All-American, you know, it's gooey <laughs> on the inside, it's crisp on the outside. I love the little pinch of salt that goes yeah. on top. Yeah. With these grilled toasties, you've always worked with other 
other operators at Pran yeah. Market as well. So you're putting, yeah. you're not only pulling together the best cheese you've got, you're no. also going out to, as you said, Gary's or whoever it might be and say, hey, can I grab yeah. some of that meat or maybe those mushrooms? Yeah. And then they all get put in the grilled toasties. Yeah. So tell us about this series, who's involved, and give yeah. us an, a sample, if you can, of some of the flavours that they are putting on show. Yeah, it was hard. Like I wanted, we have some amazing people that come to us. So it was hard picking who to celebrate this year with. Like it's eight years for Maker and Munger and this year was significant because we we managed to pay off our bank loan that we used, uh, borrowed to build this second shop and and we were lucky because we had no collateral and I didn't want mum and dad to give their house up for the collateral and NAB came out and said, well, we're going to hedge against you, like we're going to bet on your future and we paid it in four years rather than 10. So I just wanted to go all out party and I thought, who am I? closest fun chefs who love flavors and Tom Serafian, that was a no-brainer because I love what he's doing in his pop-ups, celebrating Armin and George and all these cuisines that I've never had before, that a lot of people have never had before, just flavors that are similar to different European countries. So his toasty was the easiest. I said, look, I love that meat that you use, that Georgian meat. I love that. I wanted to feature that. And he did that in his first pop-up at Cumulus Up uh, with goats. So I said, that's what we want. Shannon's always been a rock for me, even going through what she's gone through. Like she, for me, is the most phenomenal person in Melbourne. She's unbelievable. In hospitality, like how hard she's worked, but behind the scenes, all the stuff that's happened in her life that uh, a lot of people would never know about. And then and then th- it happening again and then again. And, then, and she's still basically yeah. one of the most important trailblazing pioneers in food in this country. 100%. Even with all this stuff going on in the background, it's yeah. it's quite awe-inspiring. So we wanted a vegan toasty to celebrate her childhood. And she originally wanted to do chocolate and cream. Stop. Because that's what her grandfather used to take her to the deli and, and there used to be slabs of Valrona chocolate that the guy would break down for her with a hammer and pick, put it onto two pieces of bread, put it in the oven, melt it for her. We will do that next year. So we're doing for her um, uh, Spanish influence of the tomato rub bread with this ham that she's just absolutely perfected now because I love watching that on her Instagram. Me too. I've been watching that. She has been dedicated and focused on getting those cured meats to feel and look exactly like the the real stuff, yeah. Ultimate ham, cheese, tomato, toasty with her. Dave Hall just dropped off his um, sample of his toasty this morning, and that is incredible Sicilian sausage, uh, chimichurri, which is the that sort of wild broccoli. Yeah. Uh, there, bitter. yep, bitter and cooked in with onions, garlic, chili, wine. And then, no one knows. I mean, the, yeah. the way that that man uses flavors, oh, can't my, imagine how amazing. he then puts that into this yeah. into a toasty form. Yeah, so that is banging, absolutely banging that. Ours is a uh, mac and cheese with comte, jalapenos, dry-aged chorizo, buttered leek, capsicum. We've got Reggiano folded on through the butter on the outside. So when it's going to crisp, it's going to give you crunch of the cheese, crunch of the bread, then the mac and cheese interior with a little bit of spice just to cut through all that richness. We've added a little bit of mozzarella in there for those people that want the stretch. And then we've taken Colston Bassett Stilton, Blend of that with a crema pass, and we're going to do a crema pass Stilton dip. So you can put your toasty into that dip and, and eat it. So if you want like the cheese coma this weekend, go for it. I wanted hammocks and bean bags at the shop, but we couldn't. We couldn't organise that. 
enough, quickly enough. So we're not going to do that this year. But I apologize if anybody wants to just sleep in their car before going home and that their parking goes from half an hour cost to two hour cost. It's I'm happy to refund that. And what's Diana making? Di is doing... I love Di because she introduces all these Asian flavors to me for the first time. Growing up in an Italian household, never got to experience these things. So one night I went over there and I had chili mud crab um, and I never had that before. And that blew my mind. And she had this damper sort of dough bread that we just kept mopping up. And I ate a lot of that. Are you telling me there's going to be crab in her? Yeah. So we're doing Singapore mud crab or Singapore chili mud crab with a comte bechamel in a little brioche bun cooked in the oven, not the toasty machine. That way people can experience those flavors. And that is the last weekend. So the first weekend of September, just to bring in spring and say, guys, it's seafood time. Well, I'll be going for every single one. (laughs) As Anthony said, the series kicks off this weekend with Maker and Munger's Grilled Toasty. I urge everyone to read more about the way Anthony talks about pairing, you know, different fruits, jams or breads with different cheeses or different alcohol or non-alcohol pairings with different cheeses. The best way to store cheese at home on our site, on Broadsheet, we have a great story with Anthony Mm -hmm. called Ask the Cheesemonger, where he (laughs) talks about all those really high utility things, as well as a little bit of a dream grilled toasty scenario with Stanley Tucci. So you can read about that online. Maker and Munger is open every day except Monday and Wednesday. During the week, it's open from 8.30 a.m. On Saturday, it's 7.30 a.m. And on Sunday, 9 a.m. But importantly, Toasties finish at 3.30 p.m. Yes. It's located inside Paran Market, Stall 98, 163 Commercial Road, South Yarra. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you for having me. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore mel. I'll be back again on Monday. Same time, same place. Chat then. Listener.